You are listening to the Woman in the Word podcast. As always, I hope that you enjoy and I pray that this talk blesses you. Speak soon. Okay, hi everyone. My name is Brian Antonia and today I'm joined by my best friend, Zola Kufi. Zola, say hi. Hey. Um, and so today I wanted to talk to Zola because she's doing something very incredible in her life. And I at first didn't even see its link to Christianity and how much of a faithful decision it was for her to do what she's doing until recently. And I just felt like it was such a necessary topic to discuss as, you know, young millennial Christian women. So that thing is mentoring. So Zola, do you want to kind of introduce yourself, introduce what you do with Chance and just everything that's going on right now? Of course. So hey everyone, Brie gave me a really nice introduction. <laughs> uh, my name's Zola, 24 years old. I'm working full time and I volunteer as a mentor with Chance UK part-time. Well, yeah, you could, I can say part-time. Chance UK is a charity, government funded, that essentially focus, focuses on early intervention with children. It's usually with, they focus on children that are experiencing emotional and behavioural difficulties and they focus on different boroughs around London. So the borough that I'm currently working with is Lambeth. So yeah, I've been with them for the past 11 months. I've got one month oh left. Gosh, it's so been yeah, it's been 11 months. So it's, I'm at the emotional stage essentially of getting ready to say my goodbyes during quarantine oh. and kind of having my last virtual sessions. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the stage I'm currently at with them. Um, but it's, got, it's gone really well. So I'm, I'm very happy with my progression with them. Oh, that's amazing. And I I so remember when you were telling me that it was something you were thinking about. Mm -hmm. And then it went from thinking about to you going to the training and then suddenly Mm -hmm. you had a child. And I was like, (laughs) I had a child. (laughs) You had a child to be, you know, mental. (laughs) And I feel like more recently anyway, it morphed into just something that you were doing that's like, oh, it's a nice thing to do. Mm -hmm. To me thinking, no, as Christians, mentorship should be something that we actually engage with. Like we should um, be thinking about the children, um, the next generation, how we're sewing into them, what we're doing Mm -hmm. for them, how we're being role models. So what was your first conviction or like, how did God call you to this? Well, I... I feel like I was called into mentorship through the weirdest situation. So I had uh, close family members, really important people in my life get incarcerated and I was supporting them emotionally, right? Mm. So through that kind of connection with them and kind of learning more about the system and how I can best support them, I originally wanted to actually volunteer with the prison system. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually want to work with children originally. Um, So I was doing my research, doing my research, and it was just such a struggle. I wasn't finding any organisations that would particularly help or that would be available for me, someone that works full time. Um, So it was a bit of a struggle. And there was a list, and I cannot remember the name of the website, but it sources all the um, volunteer roles that are available in London. Wow. 
um so I found chance it was in alphabetical order so chance came up like quite early you know, quick on, <laughs> uh, early on the list um and I was like oh what's this about kind of thing so I clicked on it educated myself um on the site I fell in love with their kind of ethos about you know that they work with at-risk children you know anti uh, children that are around that are kind of experiencing anti-social behavior educational exclusion um, or criminal behavior so I said to myself okay if I can't help in the ways that I originally wanted to at least I can I can help a child before it even gets to that stage right. you know yeah so I feel like I was convicted in that way mm-hmm. um and I just said to myself well, as a Christian anyway I was kind of like listen if I can help empower a child mm-hmm. you know something that's so precious to God anyway then yeah. I know I'm doing the right thing and I'll feel good about myself in that sense right um so that was that was a big reason as to why I fell in love with mentoring or wanted to try it essentially yeah no I think that's so amazing and I love what you said about um well the whole aspect of getting in there early like Mm -hmm. of course there are people who want to mentor the people who've already gone to prison or the people who have come out of prison but to try and prevent a child even going through all of that Mm -hmm. is so important so I think that's that's the amazing thing about Chance UK yeah and so how has your experience been as a Christian as well? Have you felt tested? What are some of the difficulties you've been through? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I have had trials with uh, mentoring, especially especially because this is something I'm doing voluntary. It's a voluntary role. I'm not getting paid to do this. Mm. So that, of course, there have been times where I have questioned my position. I've questioned right. my role and I've questioned why I'm even doing it because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, you know, when when you start to become irritable um, and you feel like your mentee isn't listening to you or right. you feel like there are challenges, you, you can easily fall into the pattern of, well, I don't have to do this. And, mm-hmm. you know, you start to feel a bit self-righteous in a sense where, well, I'm doing them a favor. You know, there were times when I, I had that kind of mindset and I had to remind myself that no, there is a reason as to why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, this child is essentially the number one priority and empowering them is more important. Um, And, you know, there are so many different things that I have to do as a mentor. And one of my biggest challenges was my first day out with the child. Yeah. So, um, that was something I spoke to you a lot about and I was very nervous about it um, because I didn't know how this child was going to act when we left, you know, their safe haven, their home, um, the area that they're used to. Um, And I definitely have my challenges, you know. Um, This child definitely acted out, not necessarily against me, but kind of I, I felt like this child tried tested me a little bit to Mm. see how I would respond to some of the things that he was doing of course and this is something that they've trained us about um they've they've they told us from the beginning that hey you know once you start to it's something that we learn in training so once you go out you are going to be tested Mm -hmm. um and you they they might try to kind of pull things under you uh, you know under your eyes and do things that um that may be out of character for them but they're gonna see if they can get away with it with you right. kind of thing and you know i'm i'm in the borough of lambeth so it's not like we're 
you know, we're in Brixton, okay? So <laughs> I was I was thinking, please, I don't want any trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. And um there was there was just a time when I think we were getting onto the tube and he acted out. And I and I think I texted you and I because every every time we go out, you know, as a mentor, I have to give the charity um someone that they can contact if they can't get through to me mm-hmm. so if i'm talking to you i will be like oh you can contact my friend brie if if i don't get back yeah, to her okay. by this time reach out to her because something's happened to me that mm. was literally what it was right so i think i was messaging you and i was like brie i am you know we're going to the museum and i'm struggling and um there were times then i was like i can't do it i can't do it and every single time i had those thoughts there was literally a scripture that came into my head all the time about mm-hmm. remembering that your work, everything that you do. So I'm working for the Lord. I yes. need to work as though Ooh. I'm working for as the Lord. Unto the Lord. So I was like, Bruv. oh my God. That's, <laughs> I that's... said to myself, bruv, everything. <laughs> yeah. Did you get what I mean? It's like I, it was like I was telling myself, you have to do this because wow. you are not working for yourself. Do you mm-hmm. understand? You're not getting your money. You're not, but you're, what you're doing is God's work. This is not just about me mm, anymore. Definitely. And I was too deep into it. Yeah. So every time I doubted myself, every time that's I had issues with the parents, mm. that's what I would do. And that's you know what? what? That's crazy because, so when I was researching like mentors in the Bible, because I'd never mm. even recognized a mm. lot of the mentor and mentees in the Bible as mentors and mentees. When mm-hmm. I read about Moses and Joshua, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is just Moses and Joshua. When I read about Elijah and Elisha, I was, mm-hmm. I knew that it was kind of like a teacher-student dynamic, but I didn't yeah. recognize it as mentorship. Yeah. And what I realized is that as amazing as those examples are, the mm-hmm. best example is literally Jesus and the disciples. Of like course, that of whole course. relationship is mentor-mentee. Mentor-mentee student do you know what teacher I mean? student yeah and everything you've just said is yeah. literally <laughs> like what jesus had to put up with yeah he was walking around with his betrayer he was walking around with peter he was walking around with people he knew mm-hmm. were testing his boundaries not listening to what he said like not listening mm-hmm. to his example but he knew that he was there for a reason and he just had to keep like stick to the objective mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was something to do and he had to do it so the this fact that it. you also said you know what this is not about me this is about god i think is a, is an amazing parallel mm-hmm. to the the ultimate example of mentorship yeah i mean i struggled but i had to remind <laughs> myself, to remind myself this is bigger than me this is yeah, definitely bigger that's than me amazing. yeah so and that definitely that definitely pushed me uh, to do better so one thing i want to ask you and this is probably me just being a bit vulnerable and honest myself because someone at my church asked me to mentor their child Mm -hmm. and I said yes because like of course I would why would I not Mm -hmm. but I'm actually yet to do it because Mm -hmm. I as soon as I walked away I just felt completely inadequate I was like I know what I'm doing with myself like Mm -hmm. I'm just about alive what do I have to (laughs) what do I have to give to a whole other human being like everything I've done Mm -hmm. I can say okay god's led me here look god's led me there but then to give advice to someone else i ha- mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm qualified to do that so how did you or did you feel that number one and if so how did you get through that i definitely didn't feel qualified to mentor a child hence why you know i was saying to you before i wanted to uh show support and be a mentor to an adult because i just felt mm. like okay 
it'll be easier I mean we'll probably be around the same age um mentoring a child is definitely a challenge Mm. um because you are advising them and you're supporting them differently to how you would maybe someone that's in their teens or a little bit older um and especially with the kids that I was dealing with the kids that I'm dealing with they all come from various different backgrounds and have various needs they may be experiencing different things within their homes Mm -hmm. um and I feel like with children they they are I mean we all know they're led by example so essentially my role in this child's life was to remind them that they're great and that they can do great things and just Mm -hmm. to empower the skills that just remind them of the skills that they already possess and just keep empowering them and reminding them that they can achieve things and they can get ready for secondary school and they will have friends and just constantly um, giving them positive affirmations and working on their weaknesses mm-hmm. um, I didn't feel qualified to do that when I started and I really did find it to be a challenge just because I can be I'm genuinely a positive person anyway mm-hmm. and I can be this way with people I know but I don't know this person right. so how do you expect mm-hmm. me to then bring out the best in someone I don't know mm-hmm. and tell them that they're you know tell them that they're this that and the third but I don't I don't know their character so it was a really weird dynamic mm-hmm. um you have to build a re- you're building a new relationship um and yeah it's tough because you know I have a I have a timeline with this child so I'm building this amazing relationship with them and eventually it's going to come to an end and I can't even connect with them again I won't be mm, able to see yeah. The benefits of what I've done but I know I've done something good so yeah. it's just you have to take away something positive from this mm. otherwise you won't be able to finish it successfully but I definitely didn't feel qualified at the beginning but I, I feel that now you know this child relies on me as much as I rely on them just yeah. to, to be positive so um so yeah it, it, it is tough it's definitely something that's not for the uh, faint-hearted <laughs> but <laughs> but I think if you've been asked to mentor someone in your church mm. that's wonderful because at least in that situation you'll be able to see how they grow um which is something I won't be able to see in this situation so it's like I think I would actually prefer being able to see it through to the end mm. and you'll never know you you won't know what type of what you'll bring out of this kid so yeah yeah I think it's it's really interesting what you said about you not seeing the seeds yeah it reminded me of Moses and Joshua and I remember it Mm -hmm. wasn't until I read the Bible that Mm -hmm. I realized Moses never took Israel to the promised land so Mm -mm. I was I felt upset yeah yeah I was like no my mom took them all the way through the wilderness Mm -hmm. had to put up with their attitude their Mm -hmm. issues and then he didn't even get to see them you know Mm -hmm. go there but he had planted seeds strength confidence in Joshua Mm-hmm. And Joshua was able to use all of that and then do mm-hmm. it. And what I think is incredible, which I always tell people, Moses, well, Joshua would have seen Moses part the Red Sea, right? Mm-hmm. And then God got or asked Joshua to split the Jordan River, I believe it was, but there was another yeah. river. And it's literally what he had seen Moses do. So even yeah. though Moses wasn't there to see it happen, he had planted mm-hmm. such a seed in Joshua and such confidence yeah. in him that when Joshua was asked to do something big and, you know, that would take a lot out of him, 
he had the seeds that Moses had planted, which I think is so sweet. So, yeah, I feel like that's exactly what you just said. So even though you're not going to maybe see the child you're mentoring flourish because mm-hmm. of what you've you know poured into them mm-hmm. you just know that you have done so and in yes. their own time you know yeah wow. oh that's so yeah. lovely I so <laughs> what do you think you've learned about yourself from this experience and something that you're going to take on even you know even if you don't mentor again what are you going to take on um I think I've learned to be more understanding and more patient um dealing with children is not an easy gig um because you know a lot of the time they're not patient themselves um and like I said before I'm dealing with children that do have their own other you know issues um I feel like it's definitely taught me to just be more patient and understanding and to listen Mm. I thought I was a good listener but I'm not (laughs) you know (laughs) I, I feel like this has definitely I have to remember everything they tell me. Mm. I need to make them feel and just make them feel as though I'm really taking in what they're saying. Um, And that requires you to just be still and just listen. Forget about what's going on and just listen to them and really take in what they're saying. So it's definitely uh, made me become a better listener, more understanding and just understand that, you know, things change, things happen um and to just yeah I need to be understanding to the fact that you know that his parents or her parents may have set a date and you know they can't make it and I have to be okay with that because that's just the the aim of the game and that's just Mm -hmm. how it is whereas maybe in my personal life I'm not used to being told no or I'm not Mm -hmm. being used to I'm not used to being um, to have things move around um, at such a last minute and things yeah, like on that. Someone else's so schedule. On someone else's mm-hmm. schedule. There, there you go. So yeah, um, that's definitely probably three of the biggest things that I've 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 learned about myself during this time. I need to be more patient. Yeah. I need to be way more understanding of other people's circumstances and situations, um, and I just need to be more patient. Yeah. So, do you think you'll mentor again in the future? I feel like I would definitely mentor again in the future, but I need to give myself a break after this. <laughs> I'm done with this mentee <laughs> because I also have to, not only because it was super, super hard, but I also, it's also super emotional at the same time Yeah, because the process with me, and this is not always going to be the case with people that mentor. Once, once my mentorship program with this child ends mm-hmm. uh, all communication is cut and I I can no longer communicate with the family we mm. must block each other wow. um, it's an instant cut off there's no nice gentle goodbye especially with the pandemic I don't get to have that option anymore so uh, you know originally I would have been able to see them and you know wish them well uh, give them maybe like a parting gift um, but I can't, I can no longer do that. So now it's literally going to be video call, goodbye, we block each other and that's that. And for me, that's going to be really hard because when I started this program, I was I was at a completely different stage yeah. in my life emotionally. So it's going to be hard to just end it and be like, oh yeah, I want to mentor again. I definitely want to, but I think I need to give myself time 
to disconnect from that child and kind of prepare for a new one. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So, but I would definitely do it again. You would. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's time consuming, but it's worth it if you're if you're passionate about it. Mm. You won't you won't see it as a chore. Yeah. So. Oh, I would that's amazing. Well, I if I haven't told you before, I'm telling you now. Super proud of you. You have the patience of a saint because the things that you told me. <laughs> The things that you would tell me and the way that you would just stride through it, I was, I could, not me. <laughs> so, know, well done. It's amazing what you're doing. And I'm sure this child and the other children that you're going to mentor are going to be super blessed. So, thank you so much for your time, Zoe. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you for being a woman on this podcast. Um, so, just to close, you've been the woman this episode. What is the word that you want to leave with everyone? Oh, my gosh. Well, um... I think the word that I'm going to leave with all of you wonderful people, um, especially those that are inspired to help people, maybe want to do some volunteer work themselves in the future, some volunteer mentoring. Um, I just want you all to understand that you have no control over what will happen in the end. I mean, the Lord said himself that he will teach us the way that we should go and will instruct and advise us. So I had a plan at the beginning um, for things to be a certain way, but he had a better plan and he led me down a different path. And as, you know, Brie and I were discussing at the beginning, there are so many different mentors in the Bible. So educate yourself if you've ever wondered, you know, whether there's a biblical connection, there's a biblical connection to everything. So please, if you have the time, educate yourselves. And yeah, I just hope that this word blessed you guys today. And I hope this um, has inspired someone to try mentoring um, or just, I don't know, maybe push someone else to try it if you, if you see it in them. So I'm yeah. really blessed to have been a part of this. Oh, thanks, girl. Listen, I'm going to go and message someone now and be like, sorry, <laughs> I want to be a mentor now. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you should try with the child at your church. No, I am definitely going to. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sola. Everyone, I will see you next time. Take care and God bless. Bye, Bye. guys.